The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Today, we're going to be talking to a gentleman by the name of Shivam Tiluxin. And he is born and grown right here in Trinidad and Tobago. He is a philanthropist as well as an innovative IT professional with over 11 years of experience providing IT support, maintenance, upgrades, and audits, and more. He has a tendency to push ideas and innovations into reality, such as his charity, the ShivTech Foundation. They have fixed so many devices for free for students and the public, and also they do free courses on digital literacy for many across the nation. He owns a company that is being revamped called T-Luxing's Consultancy, and he intends this company to provide affordable subscription-based IT support for both residential and commercial clients. Some of the things he has accomplished, and I mean, you've probably been seeing his name all over media over the last two years because he has been winning some big awards. So he was a 2020 Angostura champion finalist for ICT. He was a 2022 IGF Youth Ambassador for Internet Society and United Nations. In 2022, he won the National Youth Award. He was a Youth Award nominee for the Technological Innovation Award. And in 2022, he was the Leading Man's Award from the YMCA. That being said, we welcome Mr. Shivam Tiluxing to the digital world. Shivam, how are you doing today, bro? I'm good. Thank you guys again for this opportunity. Welcome to be here. Oh, fantastic. We're so happy to have you. As we listen... <laughs> I've been seeing you doing some amazing things. And you know what? It, it dawned on me the other day while just, you know, you know when you wake up early in the morning, I don't know, not everybody does this, but you know when you wake up early in the morning and before you get out of bed and your phone's in your hand, you take a little scroll or maybe you're in the washroom and you take a little scroll, all right? Janine's looking at me like, that is not the first thing I do. Yeah, I pray. I, I pray. I, I know. <laughs> I was putting them <laughs> But... Whilst I was doing my my morning scroll before I before I removed myself from the bed, I seen a bunch of videos popping up from Shivam talking about um, jobs and how people could apply for jobs in ICT. And what struck out what what stuck out to me was the engagement on a lot of the content that you were putting out within jobs. Now we think that when we're looking at social media, a lot of the content on social media has to be sexy or it has to be funny in order to be impactful or get a lot of awareness or get a lot of engagement. So when I see guys who are talking about sensible things and actually providing uh, content of substance and it's getting the engagement, it just reminds me that there is an appetite. People are looking for betterment. They're yeah. looking for information to better themselves. Mm -hmm. And again, just kudos to you for putting yourself out there. I know it's tough to be putting yourself out there on social media, right? Um, but kudos to you for putting yourself out there. So, I mean, you know, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I've been doing well. Um, notifications like crazy for those past videos, especially the green card lottery one. Mm. It, it, it crossed over from the Caribbean and it going international. People from the Philippines and stuff messaging me for assistance on how to apply. I was like, what? You it's know, crazy. It's really crazy. That's Be crazy. Before we get into it, you know, talk talk us about talk to us about that video. Which one? Well, <laughs> uh, no, the one for the the one that you you, you just mentioned. Green card. Yes. Yeah, so every year the U.S. does a green card lottery and they get around 55,000 persons eligible to get a green card from the U.S., right? So once you're chosen, you automatically can receive a green card once you go through the interview process. And it's something that thousands of people don't even know about, you know? 
I have a few people from Trinidad that I know personally got through and they currently reside in the U.S., they work in the U.S., etc. It's, it's really a good opportunity, but a lot of people don't know about it. The amount of people just keep messaging about it, it's insane. So how, it's do, you, really insane. how do you apply? You just go on the website and you apply, you upload a photo, you put in the documentation, well, not documentation, but any of the information and you apply. Results come out next year in May 2024. And after that, they will let you know if you have the, um, what you call it, if you were successful with the applicant and right. you just move forward from there with the interview and that's it. Okay. Wow. Easy, simple that as that. Good. And, and, and if you know you get through, you can apply to jobs away and let them know that you were eligible and they can present you with a letter of work saying that, you know, we want to hire you. So when you go and do the interview, you say, oh, look, I already got accepted for this job. <laughs> Let's give, move forward. Give us the website one more time to apply. That. Give us the website one more time to apply. Ah, uh, just now. Yeah. Just let me find out. Yeah, but yeah. there's well. the kind of show that you need a pen and a paper for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people just message me. Just message me for it. I could, I could see why. Uh, I could see why the pen. Philippines. I could see why the Philippines. Let me get a pen over there. <laughs> exactly. You want a pen, Jin? Pass me a pen and Jen, a paper, please. Jin, I got please. you. I got so, you, Jin. I give you the exact paper. site, right? This is the exact sign-up sheet. DV, oh, when you, when you get a pen, when yes, you get yes, a pen, again, everybody that listening, right. get a pen and paper, or pull out your phone, right? Yeah. DV, DV, pro, DV, like the letter D, yeah, and V, as in program, Victor? V as in Victor, yeah, yeah, yeah. V as in Victor, yeah. program, as in programming, yeah. right? Dot state, dot right? state, like the state, yeah, dot gov, dot, dot gov. gov, yeah, dot gov dot. Just dot .gov. Dot .gov. Okay. .state, dot .gov. Yeah. I'll actually send it to you on, um, I think, LinkedIn. I'll just send you the, the exact I, link just in case. I got it. I got it. D, so that's D. D as in David, V as in Victor, P as in Paul, R as in uh, red, O as in orange, G as in uh, green, R as in red, mm -hmm. A as in apple, M as in Mary, dot .state, dot .gov. DVprogram.state.gov, the Electronic Diversity Visa Program. So that is it right there. And you do so you're clicking on the entry form or you're clicking on the on the right. begin so entry form. What would be advisable is for you to actually read through the instructions of first course. and foremost, especially <laughs> the photo instructions, because yeah, yeah, no, serious. Because the photo instructions that have certain specifications that you need. Yeah. So you need the photo to be a certain size and a certain file format as well. Mm -hmm. When you actually begin the entry form, they'll actually they'll ask you to fill out a code. So one of those um authentication codes. Right. To read the read the word and put it in, yeah, and you take your time and you fill it out, and after that it's not open up. I took like five minutes to do so. Wow. It was so easy. Wow. Okay. Well, no, that is that. See how we start to show off with a bang. Now, uh, Shivam, let's let me let's dive into it. So first things first. Uh, talk to us about you know how did your interest in information and communication technology, aka ICT, how did that start off? I started from a young age, bro. Um, I actually grew up in the States. I grew up in New York City from a young, like, how old I was? I was like three when I went up there. We came back in 2004, and I had my first computer then mm -hmm. and started tinkering with it. But we came back in Trinidad. I didn't have a computer for a while because it broke. And then I got back one in Palm Tree. Mm -hmm. And I started when San Andreas and stuff was relevant. And I wanted to play GTA, so I cracked the GTA. Yeah, just to play GTA. Mm -hmm. Just of late, and that's how I started to un understand like how to, 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 to manipulate programs and how to do these different things. And that's what struck my idea, you know, in terms of I want to do computers, I want to, to learn to fix computers at the end of the day. Because that's something when you did, when I did CXC, they did not teach you about. They didn't teach you how a computer actually works and functions, the fundamentals of a computer. 
why this part does this, why this does that in that sense. Mm -hmm. And if this, this doesn't work, what you're supposed to do? How are you supposed to repair it? There are plenty of people coming out with CS degrees, computer science degrees, and they cannot fix a computer. And I'm like, you need to go and do A+. Plus. You need to go and do A+. Plus. Like, like once you're in tech, just, just learn to fix a computer when you're in tech. Yeah, you'll use that as your foundation because it's going to help you with your logical skills. It's going to help you with your information skills, and you move up from there. So just to repeat that, folks, he said to go and do your A-plus certification as a great foundation. And I believe we have a call coming in. Let me see if I can bring that person in. Uh, oh, they just hung up. All right, Janine, go ahead. All right, no problem. So could you walk us through your educational and professional journey that led to your current role as an ICT consultant? Yeah, no problem. So I went to SPCS first, and I actually did business management. So I started with ABE level four. And I, like after that, I didn't want to stay into that business sector of it. Mm -hmm. And I left that, and I went and did my A-plus examinations. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started with A-plus. Yeah. Okay. After that, I built up my own skills, and I was living in Cedrus at that time. I don't know if you guys know about Cedrus. I know it's at the <laughs> bottom of the map. <laughs> <laughs> Is the furthest south in the Caribbean. Well, the Cacus is the furthest south in the Caribbean. But yeah. yeah, I started doing a lot of repairs for my neighbors for small businesses in the area. That's why I tell like techs when they come out with a certification, they want experience. Fix the, fix your neighbor computer, fix fix your sister computers, fix your family computer. That's experience. Mm -hmm. You know, to freelance. So I freelance here and there, and I ended up jumping into the medical field for a little bit. So that was like a if and an. But all through my time in the medical field, I ended up, you know, fixing for small companies, fixing computers for this person, that person. I started to learn networking. Right. I started to learn networking so much. Uh, yeah, I ended up getting a little certification in that as well. And I kept going forward. Most recently, I did my degree with CTS College. So I'm trying to finish off everything there with that. And I got a scholarship with the University of the People. This was like, usually they advertise free education, but this is like a full-fledged scholarship with them, which is pretty cool. Apart from that, certifications, like if I sit down here to go through certifications to you all, it'll take holy. <laughs> you would notice if you go on my LinkedIn, you'll notice like I do 10 different certifications. And most recently, I amped up in cybersecurity. So I did all 40 net certifications. I did some AWS stuff. I did some cloud stuff. I developed a lot of cybersecurity stuff. So there's a lot give, of things. Give, I me, give, me, give me some of the more impactful, some of the more impactful certifications that you think are, you know, really good for people to do in the ICT field. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the CompTIA A-plus certification. Mm -hmm. That is the foundation of everything. And apart from that, when you finish with that, what goes together with that is the Network Plus certification. So if you want to go into anything at all, once you're building off on IT, do those first. Then after, you could go and do what you would call the A-plus. After the A-plus, you do Security Plus. So if you want to go into cybersecurity, there's also a data center one as well. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go on work in data center, you could do that as well. So you use these courses as foundations for your building block. And then after you could go and do your degree. When you pick in your degree, however, you need to figure out what you really want to do at the end of the day. You could do a normal degree in IT. Mm -hmm. You could do a degree in computer science, which is completely different from normal IT because yeah. you're doing more programming. Right? People don't understand that because I have friends who do computer science for companies. And when they, somebody computer not working, they're going to call them and say, hey, can you fix my computer? And they'll be like, well, how? How am I going to do that? <laughs> You know, I, I never learned that. What I learned is right. to code this and use Business BI, you know, use right. um, Microsoft BI, right. Power BI and stuff like that. So it's crazy. But you yeah, um, what else I could say, boy? There's a good few in them. Hold on. We have and a... for me to go through this. Uh, yeah. All right. No, I'll call it. No, hold on. Let me see if I can get the call. Okay. Uh... 
Hello, caller. Good day. Caller, good day. You're live on Freedom 106.5. After the call dropped, yeah, you know when as you're listing out everything that remind that reminded me I so I dropped mm-hmm. out of university I was doing computer networking and system engineering right, and I dropped mm-hmm. out of university because it was one mandatory course that I could not pass for the life of me. Plus, I also hated it, so it really mm-hmm. messed me up. And when I think about that now, it's laughable to me and it's laughable to anybody that knows. But that mandatory course was web design. <laughs> web design. <laughs> web design, web design. Because we had to code. We had to do everything in Dreamweaver. And I kept, yeah. I wanted to cry because I'm like, yo, why is this in a computer networking class? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? I just want to build the mainframes and do a, why am I building websites? And it was a mandatory course. And I hated, I hated, I hated, I hated. And because they had that as a mandatory course, I was like, yo, I don't want to be a computer networking engineer anymore. <laughs> you know, fast forward, you know, fast forward 10 plus years now, building websites is... is, is That's is, 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 is what you do? Is, is, is you could, you could of, type in a prompt on a website and get a website. And get, working, you know. and, and get a website, yeah. correct. Yeah. Correct. You know, so talk yeah, to know. us about you know you've done you've done quite a bit in your in your time. So talk to us about some of the challenges you faced in your career and how did you overcome them? And I'd imagine you probably faced a couple because ICT in Trinidad and Tobago <laughs> a bit it's, under, it's a lot. <laughs> especially when you're trying to be an entrepreneur and you're trying to get clients and you're trying to do this and that and what sets you different or sets you apart from other persons in that regard who are more established in the field, uh-huh. you know. You keep having to research, and that's something for any job that you have. It doesn't matter if you're in ICT or whatever you are. Always research, always learn about something you don't understand. If you don't understand something, admit to yourself that you don't understand it and go and research it. That's how I end up doing a lot of these courses. Like, I didn't understand hacking properly. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of hacking courses, and I started to hack for myself. Like, I broke my own router. I had permission from friends and, and hacked them and did all these things. That's why I showed, like, like how people hack, you know? I show you how scammers work on Facebook, basically. How people get hacked so easily. I know Janine's going to have works. lots of questions about that. <laughs> yeah, I got hacked already. I got hacked through my Instagram account. It was not nice. Yes. It was not nice. I thought it was and a this friend. Is not, it's horrible. Yeah. I this it was is not traditional hacking. Like mm-hmm. In terms of you sit down behind a computer and you're just typing and coding. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You could teach a primary school child to hack in under 10 minutes. Mm. That's how easy it is. Now you know what? Okay, because I know I know that listeners are gonna hear that and get scared, right? But talk to us. Yeah. There's a reason why people need to learn to hack. So talk to us about some of the benefits and the reasons as to why somebody would want to go and learn to hack. Yeah. So it have different type of hackers. It have white hat hackers. It have black hat hackers, and it have gray hat hackers. In the industry of IT like traditional business industry, corporate, they will have white attackers. So companies in the U.S. would actually hire persons to hack them, to maintain the systems, to see how impenetrable the systems are, especially like security companies, um, banking companies, all these things. They want to ensure that they have no flaws. Facebook will actually pay you money if you could find vulnerabilities with their website because Facebook is impenetrable. So when I said that someone Facebook can get hacked, the only way you could do so is something called social engineering. Right, doing phishing attacks and stuff like that. If somebody message you and say, Hey, look, KFC giving away a free bucket of chicken. Click this link. <laughs> you click it and it, yeah, you click the link and be like, Okay, no scene. From the time you click that link around, 
Uh, every time you click that link, I have your IP address. I know which part you are. I know what device you clicked on it. But it goes further than that, you know, Karen, because I could redirect you when you click that link to KFC's website or to a fake KFC page, and they're going to ask you to log in to certain things. And when you log in with your email and password, I have your email and password. Wow. Basically, that's it. Yeah, that's what happens to Facebook persons. Eh? They get redirected to a face Facebook login, a fake one, and they enter the email and password, and pieces get off and off, and that's it. Compromise. Wow. <laughs> it's very scary. It's not a nice thing at all. Wow. It wasn't nice. Always. So, do you, <laughs> no matter who sends you a links, just double check it, even if it's a family. So you don't okay. trust your family. <laughs> you you broke down the white hat, the white hat hackers. You know, what is black hat and what is gray hat? I've never heard of I, I don't know gray hat. What is black hat and what is gray hat? Black, all right, black hat black hat is, is traditional hackers who hack for the fun of hacking, who have to get money, who have to do these things. Gray hat will only do this if it's a benefit to them. They need a they need a white no black. They're just a neutral entity, or a neutral person. Mm. That's basically it. Black hat is the ones you see in the movies doing all, all these kind of spy stuff, <laughs> all these little screens and all these things. Yeah, Sergei. exactly. <laughs> yep, those My... are the ones who want your information. My... And Trinidad and Tobago right now is on that epidemic, and wider Caribbean because there's a lot of fishing attacks going on. There's a lot of hacking going on. Because on the dark web, when you go on the dark web and stuff, it has a lot of forums about Trinidad, it has a lot of forums about the Caribbean as a whole, where hackers will come in and do all these sort of things. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a breeding ground. Mm. I wanted Be to... extra careful. That's it. I wanted to ask about, like, so when hackers hack you, do, do they leave things in your account? Because for me... They hacked my IG mm -hmm. and I worked so hard on my IG. I wasn't in bad suit shaking around to get these followers. I, I worked and I put out my work <laughs> there and they hacked this thing 10 days after I got it back. But then I, I noticed mm -hmm. when I would go live that automatically my camera would come off, my mic would come off. So people are seeing me, but they're not hearing me. Or I think I'm live and I'm dancing in the studio and nobody could see me. And it just kept happening. I mean, I still go live at least twice a week, but... I don't know if they left something in my account. And then my follow-up so, question would be, mm -hmm. if now I do get, not, if I do pay for my blue badge, the verification badge on IG, whatever they left mm -hmm. there, if they try to take it again, does having that blue badge, paying for that blue badge make any difference when it comes to something like that? So so first of all, your device that you use currently, that's that was the device that you logged in Instagram all the time with? Um, no, this is a new one from when I got hacked. Okay, okay. So you got, and you, you sure nothing else after. was compromised? Yeah, I got a new phone after I got hacked. So this is new, this is okay, a okay. new device. Okay, because the first thing I was going to say is to actually check your current device to see, you know, if it have any issues there. Because they could have, you know, installed something in the back end there. But in terms of IG itself, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what's going on there. That's something that will have to be investigated in terms of that. So they could possibly do something like that. But... You don't remember clicking any links or messaging anyone strange or anything like that. <clears throat> when when I got hacked, or when like, I, even when prior I, to that, or prior and to any that, any no. other medium, eh? Any other medium. It doesn't have to be IG. It could have been an email that happened. Oh, I I don't think so. And I was really... and now the latest craze is hacking through QR codes. So you scan a QR code and you can get hacked. Oh, it carries it to a link. It can carry it to any website. Oh my god! And you can call them to get details. That's not right. Wait, no, hold on, 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 hold on. I need. Okay, I, I have a, a very selfish reason I'm asking now because I'm working with a couple companies, and everybody is big on QR codes, and we're doing some QR code campaigns. 
walk me through what the the hack is with the QR codes. No, all right. So this is this this is it, right? Let's say Karen, you want to hack a few people and you're going to a business meeting or a networking event. Right. You can just print some QR codes with the link embedded into it. Karen, to whoever website you can pose at someone from a company and walk around with a business card and just talk to people, let them scan it. Everybody scans it, it goes on the website. But when you're done and you go on to the console, you're gonna see everyone's information. (laughs) (laughs) Serious, it's that easy. So do you recommend, do you recommend, knowing what you know, do you recommend people to continue to use QR codes and scan them? Or is this something that, because of how easy it is to get hacked uh, via a QR code, is this something that people should stay away from? Is there something that people could do as a preventative measure to check to see whether or not the QR code is safe? They could check and see if the QR code is safe. It has a host of websites you could check links with and stuff like that, or even IP addresses if you get a strange IP address sent to you. Right. But overall, you could use your QR codes. It's not like someone is going to do that, but I go into the worst case scenario. If somebody wants to do it, they can do it. And that is if they check your name at events and stuff like that, because a lot of these events, you could just get, it's Trinidad, you could just get into that event. It's easy. Right. Flipping there, blending with the crowd, talk to people, send them links, send them this, pose at someone. It's very easy to do. Went worst case scenario, yeah? so it's not to scare anyone, but at the end of the day, you have to go worst case so people could be more, you know, educated in terms of worst case scenario for their company or for the business or for themselves. Where do you learn to hack? I want, I want to learn to hack. <laughs> I just want to learn to hack well, so I can know how to do it now because, like, it has happened now. So I just want to know, you know, what to do now yeah. after, you know. You can literally go on YouTube and then it's very easy. It has a lot of courses, free courses available as well. I always do videos with free courses, so you can check out some of them. Wow. No, but you see, and 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 this is why, like, um, one thing you said, Shivam, was that the Caribbean is under an epidemic right now when it comes to when it comes to hacking, right? And <laughs> a, a, we are so vulnerable in the region, and a big part of it is just a lack of of public knowledge of best practices so a lot of companies are getting hacked or people are getting hacked because they don't know what phishing is or what bad emails are or bad messages and whatnot and because of the this epidemic that's happening um next week part of uh, Jin, the first the first week i'm going to bahamas next week is because of the cybersecurity symposium being put on by the organization of american states a lot of the governments from the western side of the western hemisphere are coming into the Bahamas to discuss how on earth we can tackle cybersecurity within uh, Central, Latin, and the Caribbean region because it's it's people are getting hacked. Out of control. Like, it's out of mm-hmm. it's absolutely out of control. So, folks, I mean, as much as we're not trying to scare you, the reality is is that it's 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 pretty bad right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to scare nobody. There's a thing. I don't want to scare nobody, but you have to learn about this. You have to be educated because technology is upgrading. Everybody is using local Visa debit cards with the pin, with the little encryption key. And you can just tap and scan. Same thing you're doing, tap and scan. I could just tap and scan your wallet and get your information, you know. Very easy with the flipper. To have a few devices, you could do that with. That's why you make sure and have RFID blockers on your wallets. You are? Always. What is that? Repeat that. The oh, RF, no, man. Stop the thing, no, man. Hold no, on. I don't it. have nothing on my wallet. Repeat it. RFIDs. You have to make sure you have an RFID Where on your again, blocker, man? on your wallet. Amazon. Where again, Amazon. Man? You have to, is, a, is a piece of plastic or something? It, yeah. Is it yeah, it's radio card? frequency identification. That's when you're tapping to the, to the links machine. You tap one tap and done. Yeah. And it's 
Travis, do you want anything like that? Yeah, yeah. you can capture that information. So I could tap. Like, if Karen's wallet doesn't have it, I could go with the device and just pretend I just hit him by accident. Say, hey, bro, is he seen? Done. R- RFID blockers. Mm-hmm. RFID blockers. Folks. R F I said again. RFID blockers. Yeah. RFID blockers. On Amazon. Jump on Amazon and go and buy you. Yeah. Uh, buy one for the entire house. A lot of wallets come with that built in, but so they ensure that it's, it, it, it works. So you, that's mean you feel a lot of the wallets people are buying on Charlotte Street come with no. RFID blockers? But no offense to Charlotte Street. We didn't mean to laugh like that. But it doesn't have no blockers. No offense, but you know, you know what I mean. People are hustling. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are hustling. People are hustling. But um, yeah, the same radio frequency that you do when you lock your car. Yeah. Like if I'm updated to capture it, I can capture that and unlock your car as well. Wow. You can unlock the car? That's, so you yeah. should leave one in yeah. the car then? <laughs> leave one in the car. That's when you actually press the button to your car. So you press and unlock your car. It sends out a radio frequency to your vehicle. Uh-huh. You can capture that. Someone can capture that with the device. Oh my so when goodness. you lock it and open it, they capture that and they can mimic it with their device and you unlock and close the car as well. Oh That's wild. Gosh. That's wild. I mean, okay, so you know what? This kind of this leads oh into the next God. question. So, you know, Shivam, you, I mean, <laughs> in, this, in this short time, you've, you've enlightened us about a lot of things. How have you continued to expand your knowledge and stay current with the fast-evolving field of ICT and cybersecurity? How are you keeping up to date? Because it seems like every day it's something to learn. And, mm-hmm. you know, how do you keep up to date? I set up Google Alerts. I look for when, you know, it has a hack happening, when something actually happens. I try to get to the bottom of it and understand how these hacks happen. Any major hack that happened in the last year, I kind of understand it to a point, especially the ones locally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, within that fact, I try to understand everything. If there's a new phone coming out, I will look at the specs and see what advancements they have made. So, you know, it's about actually passionately wanting to, to learn. Yeah. And apart from that, it's it's your job to learn and to educate others. Like there's a whole video I, I posted hacking Wi-Fi. You know, it's 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 easy, not easy, but it's 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 easy to understand. Once you can understand like the foundations of it, it's very cool. Wow, Jin. Oh, listen to me. I have, I have so much notes I'm taking right now. Huh? All right. And and again, yeah. all these things that I said, you don't need no prior knowledge of IT. You know, it's very easy to learn. As I said, a primary school student could just sit down here for half an hour and watch these videos, and they'll be like, okay, cool, nice. Go and do what they want to do. Wow. Well, I have a lot of things to research wow. now. Wow. But my question is who or what were your biggest influences or motivators in pursuing a career in ICT? Wow. So, in, in my regard, I love Steve Jobs, Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, um, Stephen Hawking. All those persons are influences to me and actually got to meet one of the high ranking persons in that regard as Vincent. Vincent is the founder of, well, the creator or the father of the internet. He's still alive and everything. He's still kicking works for Google. I had the privilege of actually having a few conversations with him and I still email him time to time to let him know about what's going on in, in Trinidad and the Caribbean. So he's, he's, he's amazing. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing to me. That's huge. Yeah. That 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 right there mm-hmm. is huge. That mm-hmm. right there is huge. Now, I probably should have asked this first because there's probably a lot of people who, you know, when they hear the words ICT, and I'm sure you get this because I sure as heck get this a lot. You know, um, mm-hmm. people think ICT is is 
You know, anything that has a, a, a battery in it is, is, is ICT. Your control not working, hey, you know ICT, right? You know, fix this remote. Like, people think, people don't really understand what ICT is. So how would you define um, ICT, information communication technology? You know, what, what does that look like? What is the definition of ICT? So, what, so from my aspect, if you tell me I'm an IT technician, I will understand that I'm an information technology technician for computers and stuff that based on that. Mm-hmm. But when they introduce the seated in between communications, that's when they go into telecoms. That's when you go into more networking. That's when you go into more of these sort of things. So more of these like setting up the antennas, setting up um, communications in terms of telephone, wires, wireless signals in terms of that, you know? So you move on. I, I find it's like a big differentiator between the two. With that one letter, yeah. it differentiates between the two. So when you see ICT, think about more um, communications technology. Yeah. And when you see IT, think about more computers and, and staying around that line of computers and information systems, servers and stuff like that. Because I'll get, I get a lot of calls. It'll be like, hey, Karen, we want you to come to this event and speak or present, you know, and then the name of the event is Men in ICT. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm probably not yeah. the person, but I mean, I hear you. I see what you're trying to do, you know. Yeah. But I, I think I think people uh, don't always realize. I mean, know, just what ICT. Yeah. They kind of just technically you are in ICT because you do not lots of communications. Yeah, I, I would say communications, marketing. You know, falls in our region. Falls... But you want to be more technical, technical. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So for mm-hmm. me now, for me, I want to know how have you continued to expand your knowledge and st- well, I, I guess we dived into that already and mm. stay and stay relevant. Okay. So let's go on to this next one. How would you, you know, in your own words, could you explain the significance of ICT in today's world? Now, by the way, before this program, I saw ICT mm. on the thing, you know. And I was like, where's that way? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was until like today when y'all broke it down and it's information, communication, technology. So yeah. Can you um can you explain uh explain that for us a little bit? Um, in terms of explaining it more, the, I would the say the significance of it. And Tobago, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would more try to establish a more digital transformation and how we're trying how these ISPs or internet service providers and um, telecommunication companies like Digital, Biobile, etc. They're trying to 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 convert us more to a 5G network. Mm-hmm. So you know about this whole transition to 5G from 4G, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That would fall in line of the future of ICT for China and Tobago in terms of that, as well as getting everyone connected through fiber. You know, in that regard, that's as simple as I could cover it right now because my mind all over the place trying to come up with a with like a very simple, simple explanation. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah. do you think that ICT contributes to the societal development and inclusivity? Mm-hmm. Is is this something that, you know, the, the, the role expands? Can you, can you kind of just touch on that for us? Yeah. But there's some communities that never had proper um, cell signals within Trinidad and Tobago. There's still communities using those blink boxes, by the way. Yeah. The five megs and stuff like that from long ago. Yeah, yeah five megabytes per second. And it's sad. But with the expansion of the network and expansion of the towers and all these things, a lot more persons and a lot more upgrades are going to happen. So people could get connectivity, could get better cell reception and all these things. And with better cell reception and internet connection, is better communication. Oh. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of add to that, 
I mean, the reason why the the field of ICT is, is, is growing in its importance is because as the world becomes a more digital, a digitally inclusive world, people are going to need their computers, they're going to need access to the internet because a lot of the skills, the education, the jobs are going to require you to be connected. And I think, especially when you're living in rural communities, maybe you're too far away from, like if you're living in Toko, and you might be in a field where the only the only jobs available are in uh, I don't know South Trinidad or Chagarama, so they're far away. You know, being being in these rural communities, if you're learning uh, skills in ICT that allow you to work remotely, you can still earn a living and make a career while you're living in these rural communities as long as you have access to the internet and you have a computer and you're gaining these skills so again the role of ict i think you know it's going to just continue to increase in terms of its significance and its importance um, especially as the new skills and careers are going to require you to learn how to be digitally savvy yeah i love that i love this whole um conversation here because it's very enlightening i hope to, not to the hackers though but <laughs> i hope they not listening i know i mean hey <laughs> white hat hackers like if you're learning to, if you want to learn how to hack that's a big career right now yeah i think i i i, I mean i was studying this morning the for me what am i going to do next you know and this is just clearly up my alley um now how does ict intersect with other industries and why is this intersection so important I mean, bridging the gap. So any industry or any organization you have in 2023, if it's not IT ready, that's the foundation of your business. Because a lot of businesses, once their IT infrastructure falls, the business falls automatically. So once you keep upgrading, you keep securing, you keep you know doing the revamping and the auditing, that's what's going to keep you moving forward to the future at the end of the day. That are companies with computers that are 10 year old, networking equipment that's, that's 15 years old and still using that. The only fix is when they break it. And that's a sad thing that a lot of people learn. I think Massey and some of these companies learned that recently last year. You know, when they got out, have to invest into the infrastructure before you move forward, right? Invest into your front line. Mm-hmm. You can't say you have a website and you're not updating your website. Yet some of these government websites don't have a SSL certificate. You believe that Gate, Gate website doesn't have a SSL certificate. It's not secure. It's not a secure website. Bro, so you come and say, hey, this is. This is sketchy. The Ministry of Digital Transformations website didn't have an SSL certificate for like don't, over six months. Don't tell everybody. Yeah. No, that, that was no, a known thing. Know that. that was a known I thing. Them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 thing. I tell IGOV, I tell IMDT, I send them emails and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, that's the thing about it. Because <laughs> oh, the website, our website for government office, that's the front line. That's for any local visitor or any international visitor to that page and that's going to set you apart you know if you have a nice website obviously people are going to log in they're going to do what they need to do but if they go on the website now a foreigner especially they want to come and invest in Trinidad, they see that no none of that your government yeah. don't have a ssm certificate that's free it's um, f-r-e-e and and you see and and, and janine let me let me let me let me make this even simpler for some people who don't know right right that SSL certificate is when you go on a website and you see the lock in the top left-hand corner where the, where the URL is, where you type yes, in the address, yes. that lock, that means that your website is encrypted so people can put the information and it's not going to get hacked, right, for the most part. But if you do not have it, one of the biggest problems is that, let's just say you are in a coffee shop, you go to Starbucks, you go to Rituals or any of these places huh. that has a firewall, 
those places firewall will block you from accessing a website that does not have an SSL certificate. So imagine you go you go Rituals or Starbucks and you sit down and drink a coffee and you want to just go do some business on on iGov website or whoever's website mm-hmm. and it's blocking you because they they're not uh, their security is, is 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 underwhelming and you can't access their website. That would happen with people around the world being blocked from accessing your website simply by not having the proper security protocols put in place. Exactly. You know, perfect. And, That's a perfect explanation, right? And, and I yeah. mean, it don't look well when your Ministry of Digital Transformation don't have no oh, SSL certificate. It don't. It don't look good at all. It don't look good at all. You know, but you know, let let's talk about some of the jobs in ICT. Again, yeah. you've been doing a really good job of that. So, what are some of the most sought after jobs right now within the ICT sector currently that you have been seeing? Can I say one thing before we move on to this? Yeah, go Just ahead. one thing. Go ahead. Awesome, awesome. So I did a video about applying to government jobs in Trinidad and Tobago. And one of the, the caveats that I had, yeah, one of the caveats I had was that every single site I go to has a careers page. But there's sites like MDTT and Service Commission. Why aren't those jobs posted there? Why you have to be logging into here and logging into there and making it confusing for people because some of the websites you can't navigate properly on. And apart from that, the Ministry of Labor's website, when you go on careers, it carries you to a 404 error page. Like, what? Why? That post from since 2021 on some of these pages. The Prime Minister's page um, website has what? From 2019. March 2019 is is the last vacancy they posted there. And it's still up. You need to maintain these things, man. I'm sure it has web developers or somebody hired just to maintain these sites. And it's just there chilling, giving errors, crashing here and there. There's a few sites that are crashing. I'm not going to say which sites, right? I'm not going to say which sites. I'm just going to say that it needs to be addressed. Wow. wow. needs to be addressed. So let us know about some of the most sought-after <laughs> jobs in the ICT sector right now. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. So right now what I'm seeing is a lot of fiber persons are being hired, field technicians, to hook up fiber to the home or even do repairs or even running fibers in terms of that. So if you're looking to work with your hands and your hands are steady and you want to splice fiber and all these things, that's a perfect job to go into. There's going to be a lot of jobs for cybersecurity. But the thing about it is that these persons are going to learn cybersecurity. They're going to do certifications. But the, the foundation of cybersecurity is always networking. That's how you get your, your foundational knowledge. But I find there's a lot of jobs available now, but only for senior persons. Nobody in the industry who now sat enough for trying to give themselves some education, um, some experience, did not get any chance to have that education. Is, is that local so we're I'm talking about? That they... is, that, is that local we're talking about? Local, local. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. This is local. You. All right, go ahead. Internationally, is a diamond dozen. Internationally, there's IT techs available, there's things, IT specialists, IT consultants, all these things available currently, um, internationally. But locally, honestly, Karen, it doesn't have that much things available. Eh? I went through everything with persons on live, and it doesn't have much in IT. Now, you know what? Mm. Now, again, th- and this is still a good conversation to have because on, on two fronts, right? On one side mm-hmm. of the coin, whilst you just said that there's not many jobs locally, it's because a lot of these companies don't realize what they don't know what they don't know and they don't know what they need. That's a big problem that we have right now. So a lot of businesses are not upgrading the technology they don't know what they need. They don't know what they don't know. And if and if the companies are not um, upgrading themselves, then there's never going to be a need for people because you're never going to make a role for these people. But on exactly. the second on the second front, 
um, even though Shivam just said that, there is still um, the there there is still blue ocean. There's still a lot of opportunities. You with you living in Trinidad and you applying for a lot of these jobs um, to work for companies internationally and you working remotely. There's still a lot of jobs. So don't think that just because because I, I know this is a big mindset we have here. They're looking at the local job market and they're like the, the local job market's crap. I can't get into anything and and that's that. But we know a lot of people where. No, we we live in Trinidad. Cost of living is cheaper than a lot of places, and we are working for companies remotely. So you you look at that, you have that that international outlook, and you're like, there's always jobs available. <laughs> there's an endless amount of jobs available. Yeah. It's what skills do I need, or what qualifications or certifications do I need to get to put me in those situations to get jobs and work for companies abroad. And then you know, again, you're living in Trinidad and earning U.S. currency. You're working and, there. Yeah, you know that that's yeah, huge. Exactly, there's there's a lot of jobs like data, even data entry jobs. You could you could come out with CXC and just do a digital marketing job, uh, Excel course, you know, and you can just go and apply for one of these jobs because you're a virtual assistant. You're just doing some data entry, just doing some management in terms of. It has this lady. She works for a dentist office in Long Island. They paid for her laptop. They paid for everything for her. She set up her office home. She works from home from there. And let's just say the amount of money she makes is let me say about two or three times the normal salary she would make in Trinidad. Mm. Way more. Wow. Way more. Wow. Yeah. So wow. comfortable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She she bought she bought a high suit in her first year. Cash. Data entry, you see, you know. Yeah, data entry. And she does a little more assistant work for him. But she bought a high lux, a Toyota high lux cash. <laughs> after the first year. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do, the bank? What do you do? I'm a data entry. <laughs> That's that's lovely. Now, um, what roles within ICT do you foresee as being crucial in the next five to ten years? I think cybersecurity again, because as in the topic of discussion this evening, cybersecurity is going to be one of the most important ones. Network technicians, the foundational IT technicians, those are going to be the most important over the next coming years, and they're going to have greater roles now because ICT is going to be well, IT is going to be blended into different scenarios. Legal tech, lawyers who wants to go into tech, that's going to be one of the most hot topic or hot jobs within the next five years in the Caribbean. Right now, it's taken over the U.S. There's so many lawyers contacting me how to get into legal tech, how to do this, how to do that. There's a Harvard course available completely for free, CS50 for lawyers. You could go and do that if you want to get into that. And those jobs, Karen, and oh, like it's, it pays so much money. It's mind-blowing. It really is. Lawyers in okay. legal tech. I'm gonna have to look into yeah. that because software law, we, all these things. Like, like again, freedom family, right? I need you guys listening in to understand why this conversation is so important, right? Let me paint this picture. Every single year, every single year, uh, UE graduates doctors. They graduate lawyers, and every single year, without fail. These hundreds of students graduate, and then we get a news headline that says students or recent graduates are complaining that there's no jobs available in, uh, in, 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 in legal industry and there's no jobs available in the medical industry, all right? And that's because a lot of the... You're still running down a lot of traditional roles, all right? Mm -hmm. So now, if you can get into some of these roles that, again, just as, just as, just as Shivan was talking about... Um, legal tech, 
if you have your hand on the pulse and your ear to the ground and you're seeing some of these new um, these new formations of your of a traditional industry, and if you can start to get into those things, that is going to be the way forward for you rather than just, you know, becoming a lawyer, opening up a practice and then complaining that or you, you can't get into a practice or you can't get a job and then you're stuck working at <laughs> it was public. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're stuck working in a bank with your whole law degree to your name, right? Now, let's talk about Trinidad. So what are some of the jobs you think are most needed right now in Trinidad when it comes to ICT? I could imagine there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot, apart from the normal technicians, because it doesn't have enough technicians in some of these ministries. I know of a fact because they complain to me whenever I talk to one of these persons. So yeah. I'm not going to call names, obviously, but yeah, mm-hmm. they do complain because they need more technicians. But apart from that, they need more senior persons who actually understand how the industry is moving and where the industry is going to go in the next coming years. They don't want to make the wrong investments or the wrong decisions in terms of transforming your ministry, transforming your organization, or understanding how business development is working currently, right? There's a lot of notion and a lot of um, emphasis on data analytics right now. Mm-hmm. So they would know about Power BI. I think Google launched their own BI type of infrastructure. That, that tells you a lot about your company. It tells you a lot visually in terms of how your profits are going to work, how this is going to work, how that is going to work. There's going to be a lot of jobs for AI coming up in the future as well, because hopefully the government and hopefully persons in Trinidad embrace AI to a point where they utilize the APKs. I know one company locally basically created their own chatbot from ChatGPT's AI APK, you know, and created their own version of it. And you could utilize and do so much different things with that. So I hope to see a lot more jobs in that area. Um, in terms of education as well, there's going to be a lot more needed in terms of educating for IT. I think right. they should really revamp CXC for IT and teach kids a lot more about coding, a lot more about repairing computers, a lot more about the foundational aspects. They're going to be needed when they go into universities. And that being said, <laughs> universities themselves, I need to see more scholarships being given to persons in ICT and IT and agri-tech and renewable energy. We can make so many strides and Trinidad could be a hub or Mecca for technology in Caribbean. We could be making so much money, but again, it falls on their affairs all the time. I just hope somebody sees it or listens to this and understands that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because I'm listening to you now and I'm thinking, you know, um, is it in Silicon Valley? There's this place where all these tech people just gather and they spend, you know? Silicon yes. Valley. Right. Well, that's <laughs> it, right? I, I wish there was something like that. They could call it Karani Valley. I don't care, but it needs to be something in Trinidad. So, yeah. South Trinidad with the is I see in that so long they could yeah. use that for tech medical tech, legal tech, agri tech, everything. Correct. Because Start-ups. we have young people that wanna do it. And I mean I I am always into something, hey, I could try this. nothing's wrong with that. I, I don't see any limitations there. And for somebody like me, uh, just this morning I studied boy, Janine lawyer, nurse girl, what, what to do next boy? But maybe technology is the thing. Maybe technology is the thing. I don't want to get hacked, and I don't want nobody to get hacked. I don't want, you know, I doing business with a client. That person get hacked. I get hacked. It's problems. So I think this. I think this is where we have to, to to be. We need to spend a little more time with the young people and nurture them and show them the right direction. Tech is where it's at. Tech is where it's at. Yeah. Now, um, what I'm gonna ask you here now. Are there any specific mm-hmm. areas within the ICT that you think Trinidad and Tobago should focus on to advance its tech sector? 
renewable, are going to go out of the box and move away from traditional technology. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that we should be doing a lot more in renewable technology mm-hmm. in terms of solar panels, in terms of wind technology, in terms of agriculture technology, mm-hmm. because there's so much money we could be making there mm-hmm. at home because food prices going up, this going up, that going up, the cost of electricity going up. We need to make things more affordable for our citizens because every, everybody needs to benefit from this. When you do tech, when if, if you just focus on tech alone, you're going to be focusing on certain certain things like cybersecurity and stuff. All is well and good at the end of the day, but if we can't help our citizens at the end of the day, what, 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 you know, what we going to really do, you know? Because there's so many different things we could do to increase agriculture in Trinidad and Tobago. We have so much land to utilize. We could create a lot more power. TN Tech could build some type of renewable energy station or something, you know? Yes. We could focus on, on um, what is the electronic cars, all these little things we could be doing. You know, and that, that that's huge because like right before the program, I, I sit on the IDB board for Trinidad and Tobago's Next Gen Board. And during the meeting, they were talking about how, um, ah, what's I forget her name? Mr. Mangra, I remember her last name. But anyways, she has a she what she's involved in is a lot of is a lot of green projects and they were talking about how right now um setting up solar panels in Trinidad is illegal right now and they still haven't changed the legislation with with respects to solar panels yep. and how and how and and, and 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 the legality of it. And you know, again, w- people would people would invest. People would invest in solar panels and the technology, but it's like, why is it still legally not allowed for us to go? You know, yeah. so we we, we off have the grid. off the grid, right? <laughs> but these are the things that we need to start uh, tackling if we want to make uh, Trinidad a more livable place. Because I mean, it's getting kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's getting kind of crazy, and I mean, you don't have to look far to realize how crazy it's getting. Mm-hmm. You turn on the news every single day. And there's a lot more people acting out of desperation <laughs> than ever before. Exactly. All right. And yep. we need to start creating more programs where, again, some of the idle people can get involved in and make these programs accessible so that they can they, they have a future, you know. So and yeah. something I want to say, too, is that the government says they do X, Y and Z. And sometimes they actually do have certain programs. But the thing about it is they don't execute it to a way that the public would actually be aware of it. You would see like 10 people out of the 50 get through. And you'd be like, when did they even have this? You know, you don't see any sort of push on it. They will post it on their social media page that have a thousand likes and just assume, wow, that's going to blow up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what happens. Absolutely. We Listen, everything, if it's one thing that happens in Trinidad, is everything happens in silos. It happens in silos. The left hand don't know what the right hand is doing. And that 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 needs to change because from top down, if it's one thing that when I look at some of the other islands, you look at a Barbados, you look at uh, Jamaica from the prime minister down, they're shouting about advancing in technology. Mm. Bermuda's the next place, too, from the prime minister. Heck, matter of fact, Bahamas right now, Bahamas oh. is a month. Well, we'll talk. We'll, we'll mention Ghana just now. <laughs> but Bahamas right now is on a month of a month of events and conferences where they're bringing in world leaders from all over the place so the, this past week was was d3 and web3 and development i forget the name of it what web3 and 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 d yeah. something Summit. yes it was it was web3 metaverse and, and d something um and the, the prime minister is in the mix of the entire conference right and like i said uh next week so that was so that web3 conference was this week 
Next week is the Cybersecurity Symposium. The week after that is the Caribbean Investment Forum happening in Bahamas. Week after that, where the focus is going to be on agri-tech, fintech, digital business, ICT, uh, supply chain, and, and, and logistical technology. All of that is happening in the Bahamas for this entire month. All right? This entire it's month. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's lit in Bahamas right now. You know? but That's that, what we're supposed to be doing here. <laughs> that is what we're supposed to be doing here. You know, that is what we're supposed to be doing here. But you know what, uh, Shivam, there's, I mean, there's so much more to talk to you about. And I know we, we're going to definitely have to bring yeah. you in for part two. Um, but just to kind of just round things off, right? With people, because I know you are an ICT consultant, you talk so much about the jobs and things that are available. Um, where can people find you online? And I'm encouraging everybody to go and find him and follow him. Um, because, again, all of the information he's putting out into the space. Where can people find you? Just look up Shivanti Luxing on every single platform you could think of as Shivanti Luxing. Facebook, Twitter, IG. My IG suffering right now. Follow me on IG. TikTok, I'm almost at 10K. I'm going to be hitting 10K just now on TikTok. So that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you guys for the followers. So yeah, just look me up, message me anytime. I will reply and you can utilize my services. I feel, I feel so, yeah. you're going to follow right now. I hope, yeah, I hope I feel, so. I feel you're going to follow right now. <laughs> 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 Shivam, thank you for taking the time to jump in with the digital world. Um, there was this was definitely an enlightening conversation. Like I said, I know we're definitely gonna have to do a part two because there's so much more to talk about. An hour flies fast when you're having fun. And, yeah, <laughs> we didn't even know, talk about fintech or even crypto yet. We even we'll, we'll, we'll save we'll save that for 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 the next one. But just in closing. Is there is there is there a couple of platforms that offer free courses that you would recommend people to go and check out and start looking at some courses so, and do some free yeah, courses? Definitely, definitely. Class Central. Class Central is the one website I would recommend. It's a repository of every like a like a whole mix of thousands of free courses that are applicable to you that come with free certifications. So it has then it'll carry over to Google. It has Cisco. Um, certifications, it'll carry over to Cisco. It'll carry to Fortinet for cybersecurity. It'll carry to, to, it has so much different resources there, especially for procurement, or if you want to learn more about Six Sigma, yeah. it has the white belt free right now, that certification. So please go on and check out classcentral.com. Classcentral.com. Folks, go yeah. and check that out. And lastly, before I let you go, the certifications mm -hmm. that, because this is a question that everybody asks, certifications that you get are they going to be internationally recognized yes they are internationally recognized especially the fundamentals of digital marketing from google you could get a job with that to be honest you could or you could use it to advance a degree in digital market when marketing that is what we're talking about shivam bro thanks again and we'll be in Problem. touch shortly for part two <laughs> yeah perfect i should be in studio that time <laughs> for sure for sure all right bye shivam. Later, guys Bye-bye. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.